You're listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Brian Catherman. And I'm Josiah Walker. This is the podcast where we talk about just the Christian stuff of life, which might be Christian books, might be ministry, might be pastoral stuff, might be world things through a Christian biblical view. Uh, a Christian biblical view? That's sure. kind of redundant. Well... That's what this not pod- these days. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. And so, Josiah, I wanted to interact with something that I saw. Um, now we're recording in advance for some of these things. So, uh, on my social media, I saw it come by, and it just kind of grabbed my attention. I, it's Jared Wilson uh, on July seventh posted a quote from Ray Ortland, and I don't even know if it's Ray Ortland Jr. or okay. Ray Ortland Sr., okay. but I'm just going to read it, and, and I thought, okay, man, that's great, but then I just kept thinking about it and kept thinking about it. I thought, man, I, I want to I wanna think about this a little more and talk about it because I'm not I'm not sure if I can agree or not agree. It's kind of messing with my head. Let me read the, let me read the quote on uh, Jared Wilson's social media. The quote is Ray Ortland. It says, quote, One benefit of these hard times, every unserious, shallow, giggly church is obviously irrelevant, but churches of deep purpose matter, end quote, Ray Ortland. And then Jared Wilson adds, yep. (laughs) Okay, so um, maybe, maybe... you know, thinking about it again, one benefit of these hard times, one benefit of these hard times, which I'm assuming he's, I'm assuming Jared Wilson's saying like, it's a hard time right now. Economy, right. Uh, LGBTQ agendas, complications in church, blah, blah, blah. It's hard times. I think that's what he'd be getting at. One benefit of these hard times, every unserious, shallow, giggly church is obviously irrelevant, but churches of deep purpose matter. That's Ray Orland. And so Ray Orland. At least that's what Jared Wilson says. It's Ray Orland. Hopefully it is. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't quote him appropriately. But, okay, so here's my question. I have a lot of questions. First of all, do you feel like this is completely true, mostly true, totally untrue? Do you feel like it fits your experience today? Or in what areas does it? What areas is it not? Does it resonate with you? Because initially right. it really resonated with me. I'm like, yeah, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, wait, does this is this line up with my experience? Right. So what do you think? Well, that's where I'm a little confused myself. Because I same deal. Right. I, I read this and I go, yep, absolutely. And then I go, well, wait a minute, because I want to drill into what he's actually talking about here. Because he's saying that these churches are obviously irrelevant, which I feel like shallow churches are always irrelevant. <laughs> right. That's. I think that's what was getting me. But, like, wait a second. But some, but I feel like even in today's hard times, I see people flocking to shallow, unhealthy, just, just superficial social churches. club. Yeah, not taking things very seriously. So okay, so yeah, that's that's what was sort of getting me. Is is there ever a time, or maybe it's from the perspective but of the person? I think there. I think, and I think this is in good times and hard times. I think you're always going to have a mix. You are going to have people who, in the hard times, are looking for answers and are pressing into God's truth. I mean. I, I know some atheist friends who, in this time, are going. Wait a minute! Is there more to this life than just this? We have some people showing up for some Bible studies, saying, "Look, I don't know, so I need to understand this." And they're open about, "I'm not a Christian yet, but when I look at the world, I'm really confused, right? And I'm looking for answers." So I think you have that, where people are like, "There's got to be more to this meaning because of, life of the hard times. because it's hard." 
But the flip side of that is I feel like, and I'm seeing it every day, because of hard times or just in general, people are like, I really don't want to press into this. You know, life's hard enough already. I don't have time for serious So I don't have church. time to be serious about the Bible. I'm going to go to a social club church. Or where they're going to serve me. I get to be right. a consumer. They're happy that I'm here because they're counting butts yeah. and seats. They just want my tithing, and, you know, nickels and noses. They want my, right. me to be there. Great. Right? I think that's the. I think that's what's getting me. You know, I, I I guess a good barometer of that is we just celebrated Independence Day here in America. Was your church more excited about taking a oh, patriotic man. picture <laughs> or, or giving a salute and an homage to America and our freedoms or America. to God's word? You know, yeah. I felt like my social media was full of my Christian friends who I never see them post anything Monday through Friday, but they posted their patriotic church picture that day with like a yeah picture wall of flags and, and whatever. once again, it's not that it's. Bad is, to take pictures in church, but is the Bible the center of what you're doing? Is it possible that this quote, again, I don't know what the context is. That might be, if you're if you're listening and you know the context, you know where this came from. If it's in a book, if you're or Ray Ortland, call us if up. If you're Ray Ortland Jr. or if this was your dad or like, yeah, or Jared Wilson, like, where did you? Where is this from? Uh, context might be helpful, but you know, email us g, uh, saltybeliever at gmail or. Uh, the website saltybeliever.com anyway maybe it's like one benefit of take the these hard times and just say hard times so it's like the in case of emergency break glass so on an individual basis sure you're going along in life life's not hard you don't have cancer your your kid is not dying of something you you don't have you didn't lose your job you didn't uh have a massive conflict with like somebody in your family was sexually abused or somebody in your family it turns out they're non-binary whatever and i mean so that you're not in that place. You're just going through life. Everything's hunky-dory. But then hard times hit the individual. Correct. So then is it suddenly, wow, my, my shallow, giggly church isn't very helpful. It's irrelevant to me now because right. it's not answering the questions I need. I need the questions of life and eternity, the deep, meaningful things, not I need fun mini golf. Right. Or I need to yeah. feel a place. Is it that, do you think? I, Could be. I think so. Uh, you know, as we're talking and unpacking this quote, I'm reminded of a very famous quote by Martin Lloyd Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. Summar- where, do you have it? Do you have it down, I, or do you need to summarize? I don't know. It? I, it's a good one. I'll summarize what I have down to the best of my abilities. But he talks about you know people going to the beach and just wanting to. Be, they're not in church on Sunday because they just want to go to the beach can, and enjoy. Can being I give some beach. context to this? Sure. He's he he preached somewhere that wasn't at his church, and he was on the train coming back right after church okay, on a Sunday. That, that was in his memoir, or his, yeah. his uh, not memoir, his uh, biography, biography yeah. yeah. And he was looking out, and he was seeing all the people on the train coming back from their day at the beach. Right. And he's coming back from a church, headed to right. his hometown, and, and it just really hit him. Right. So he's saying, you know, these people skip church to go to the beach, you know, and so, well, that's where we find our rest, that's where you find your relaxation. He's like, okay, well then, when life gets hard, when you get diagnosed with cancer, when you find out your kids are non-binary, which whatever. wasn't a thing back then, but, you know, whatever issue just plagues you and makes you downtrodden, go to the beach then, right? Go don't, to the Don't beach come to, to the church help. for help. Don't come to God for help. Go to the beach, because that's where you've been going. Which, and the hard part about that is, the beach might be okay when life's fun and giggly, but the beach isn't going to help you when you right. have cancer. And, and I think that's what Jared Wilson's trying to say, is is these churches can't help you. You know, the church where every dad got a mug on Father's Day, like, what's that mug going to do for you that nothing day? nothing against the mug. Correct. But if they did it at the cost of all the other good stuff. Correct. Right? Are we like, neglecting 
Right, the which, for everything else. which we joke about the mug or the beach sure. or the picture wall. Which, honestly, full disclaimer, I gave away a book on Father's Day at my church. Like, yeah. you know, have fun at church. And it wasn't even like a serious Christian book. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's, a, that's irrelevant. But the point, is, <laughs> the point is, are you going to church for all the social aspects? The top golf, the breakfast, the, you know, park activities? Or are those just a byproduct or a secondary yeah. issue? Is yeah. it primary or a secondary issue? Because we do a men's breakfast, right? Absolutely. We have fun stuff, but but that's, we're, we don't have a lot of it, but, but we, and we're not leading with that, right? Correct. So I think that's what he's getting at. Right. Like, is it, I, so what he's saying is in the hard times, those things aren't going to help you. So if you're going to a church that's shallow, you're not going to find relief there. Right. But it's not new. This is not a new thing. No. People, you know, people are going to, this is normal for, I mean, this was Martin Lloyd-Jones had this issue. Uh, Charles Spurgeon talks about this at various sure. points. This goes all the way back to scripture on like what is going to happen when we deal with, when we deal with truth and the big things of life, right? right? You have your Bible open. I mean, what's it say there in what? Second Timothy. Yeah, Second Timothy four. In four, he's Paul is instructing Timothy, and he says, "Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and teaching." And then verse three, he says, "For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear." Yeah, you know, and it, yeah, that time has come. It's yeah. come again, it keeps and it's coming, coming again. Which the so. irony is, you can have you have people leave churches for a couple different reasons. You know, they'll leave church because you're not giving them the itchy, fluffy stuff, the sure. giggly and the whatever that quote, you know. The, that stuff, or they're like, you know, we're just not really down deep being equipped and learning and, and growing here. I remember being at a different church where I was on staff, and <clears throat> we had some people that were dropping in from a, a different church, you know, further down the road, quite a ways, and, and we'd call the pastor and say, hey, we have some people who want to be members, and the pastor was totally fine with it. He totally got it, because at their church, they weren't going to do Bible studies, Sunday school, they were trying to reach right. a certain group a certain sure. way, kind of very, very seeker-sensitive, sure. kind of purpose-driven, lifey, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so they weren't about to do what we were doing. We were doing, I mean, we were doing a good old-fashioned Sunday school, open your Bibles, lots of yeah. classes. And I remember people were coming from that church and going, whoa, what is that Bible you have? I'm like, it's right. a study Bible. And right. like, wow, we never saw anything like this. And they're like, right. suddenly, like, they're they're longing for that. At the same time, we had people at that church who would go, this is just too much. That church down the road always gives good donuts and always does yeah. this. And they went to that. Oh, they, they just have, they have guest speakers on Sunday all the time. And they, you know, you don't need to bring your Bible to that church. And so, uh, you know, you have people leaving churches for kind of two different reasons. Right. The, the problem I think today, though, is if you leave, if you leave a really serious church and you end up at a giggly church, that's something. What if you leave a giggly church? I think you just leave Christianity altogether? It sure would appear that way. You know, I, I remember going to more of a seeker-sensitive church at one point in my life. And as a young adult, kind of helping serve and, and, and around kind of the, our youth group at the time, which was huge. I mean, we yeah, had you kids went come. to a big... It was a big church in our Seeker area. Sensitive. A Seeker's, little bit of prosperity gospel, A little bit, right? yeah. Just but kind big. of mainstream. Big Eva, big, we'll call it. Big Eva. There you go. <laughs> you know? Big Eva, but soft prosperity we, gospel, but big... Would you say giggly? Would yeah, you say that yeah, church he's describing? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, um, I mean, I know you went to church there, but let, sure. let's call it what it, yeah. what it is. But I, I mean, we had kids coming to our youth group meeting during the week. It was a midweek service, 
that weren't a part of our church. I mean, I remember 100, 200 kids coming to this thing because we gave away iPads, right? And like, come and you can enter to win an iPad. How often did you give them away? I, I, I can count at least five times. I don't know how often it was. But, but it was but a big I, deal, But right? it was something that would happen every was so often. Was this when you were you in youth? I was, you I was in college. So I was you like were college serving, age. You were yeah. serving and helping the yeah. youth. Okay. Yeah, I was a young adult. Maybe maybe I was even... Did you win an iPad? Like 20s. I, I, did, I did not win an iPad. Were you ineligible to win an iPad? I think so. I didn't bring enough friends. Hey, but, how you get them is how you keep them. We wrote a... I wrote a yeah. blog post about this. What you get them with is what you keep them with. Saltybeliever.com, you can read about that. How you get them with is, is, is how you keep them. And that's kind of what I'm coming to because when you don't give away iPads anymore, those people kind of fall away. Yeah. And, you know, my wife and I were talking just the other day about thinking through those hundred or so kids that came to youth. And, and we've kept track with a lot of them, you know, through social media. And we can count on one hand how many of those kids who were in that youth group who went to that church are following Christ today. Yeah, because they came for an iPad. You know. At least all their friends did. Or whatever. I think yeah. the ones that are serious and still in their faith weren't there for the iPad, right? They, and they ended up going to other churches and stuff. But the bulk of them ended up having children at a young age or out of wedlock or, you know, walking away from the faith. And wasn't the, the iPad wasn't, or whatever that was, just wasn't answering the big questions of correct. life. I just feel like it's the kind of thing. Getting at, right? right. That when life got hard, they just crumbled, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's fascinating because I even think about my own life. And, you know, you get to a point where some of these deep things not only matter, but they become the thing that you anchor to. Sure. They become your hope. That's what the Bible says they are. And so even in our own lives, I think we might work through a little bit of that. And we, we have this tension, though. So let's be fair to churches. We have the tension even where you and I pastor. Sure. So we're at Redeeming Life Church in, in Bountiful, Utah. If you're in the area, come check it out. You know, maybe it's a good fit for you. Maybe it's not. But... We'll have people come from kind of different places in their Christian journey. And some are like, man, we want to dig in. We want to have like five-hour Bible studies where we, sure. you know, we just get, you know, hey, teach me teach me the original languages, Pastor Brian. Let's do the, <laughs> let's just, let's go for it. Let's just study our Bible all day long and let's really go to town. And they kind of get frustrated when we can't necessarily always do that. I remember specifically right. like there was a women's Bible study a couple, a year or two ago. Some of the women like really wanted to go to town. And other women like it was the first study they'd ever been involved right. in. They've never sure. read their Bible. And so, right. that, so you have this other group of people that are like, I'm just happy to hear some preaching and sing. And right. I'm just trying to, man, you can, don't, please don't go over my head. Please, like, so you really have to, it's a hard balance. It's a really tough balance within a context. And so if you can imagine that's the case inside the church, you know, and in one local church, then you ex- expand. I think there's a sure. good there's a good purpose for different entry level, but the entry level cannot be let's make it seeker sensitive completely. Let's make it iPad driven and parties. Right. Just it has to be entry level with what? The gospel, with the Bible. Absolutely. And then that has to just keep going. Here's the beauty of it. There's no end to the depth of that if you get them with we want to talk about god's word we want to move into the life of christ and and we want to have our minds transformed and renewed into his image and be sanctified there's no end to that sure i mean you always can can tap into that there's at no point god's word is inexhaustible right you never plumb the depths of it completely but when i mean when you have people that join the church because well there just wasn't anything in my last church for my kid right or for my teenager well, at some point, if you don't do enough games or enough Nerf Wars or laser tag or, you know, whatever, then all of a sudden there's nothing for their kid again and they go somewhere if else. If they showed up for the Nerf War or the laser tag. <laughs> right. On the flip side, it was there was no place for my, my child to learn the Bible. Sure. You know, it was only, 
you know, we just didn't have any programs, which is hard because, like, sometimes right. you're a church plant, or sometimes, so we don't have we don't have stuff going yeah. on during our service for teenagers because we believe Correct. they should be in the service. Right. And even kids, what third, fourth, fifth, like yeah. they're in the service with us. Correct. But we also have some other stuff that sure. comes alongside that at the previous hour and different yeah. things, right? So, Every church has its limitations and stuff. Right. You can only do so much. But still, but at the end of the day, the pulpit's what needs to be driving the church. Yeah, and and so. preaching and teaching the word of God, and I think that's I think. I think that's what this quote's getting. I'm going to read the quote again. One benefit of these hard times, every unserious, shallow, giggly church is obviously irrelevant. Right. But churches of deep purpose matter. Let's just sum it up here. Uh, kind of the question I started with, like true, in part, untrue. So is hard times a benefit of the church? Yes or no? Yes. I think so too. I mean, we definitely saw it like after 9-11. People, when when the idols of our life get stripped away, security, government, money, whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, maybe people are in the middle of divorce. When life gets hard, people tend to be more inclined to look to the Lord because their idols failed them. Right. So I think that part, I think there is a benefit. Absolutely. Uh, this is every unserious, shallow, giggly church is obviously irrelevant. Do you think that's the case for people? Is Is every one of these shallow, giggly churches obviously irrelevant? I don't think they're obviously relevant. They are in the sense that they can't help you, but they're not in the sense that people will still try to go to them for help. Well, okay, yeah, I agree with you on that. And and if you don't know anything about church, right? well, walking through the doors is going to fix my problem, and then maybe it doesn't. So I think there's some there's some truth, certainly, from the... For, depends on the perspective you're seeing Correct. it from. Yeah. From my perspective, for sure. Yeah. That The beach at church isn't going to... Correct. That's not going to help you, you know, and it's never going to help you, right. hard times or not. Right. Uh, the the last part of this, but churches of deep purpose matter. Do you think that churches of deep purpose matter? 100%. True, not true. Yeah, I think that's true. where you're actually going to find uh, relief is in God's word. Okay, I think that's always true. Churches of deep purpose, Yeah. they matter uh, because of what we're assuming deep purpose is. Right. Right, if it's, I mean, so... That's the quote, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how helpful this is, but I just wanted to think a little more deeply about about what I saw in that. I think this is helpful. Uh, any kind of last any last takeaways I, on I, this? Like, what do you do with this? I mean, I think you stop. Think about the church you're going to. Do you feel like you're going to a giggly church? Times are hard. I think we can all agree that. So the question is, are you finding the relief you need because is, you're at a meaningful, purposeful, is biblical it church? Is answering the big questions yeah. of, is that the church you need to be at when you find out that, you know, half your cancer yeah. or half your family is going to die of cancer or this, that, or the other right. thing? I mean, is that, the, is that the pastor you want sitting next to you at the hospital bed when you're on your, you know, when you're dying and then comforting right. your family or not? Or is it... I'm not trying to bag on all the other stuff, but no. I think that's what the point of the quote is. Correct. And it's worth thinking about. Yeah. And maybe it's a great reminder for someone who hasn't been to church for a while. That, hey, in hard times, maybe I should turn to God. Or the beach is a good reminder. If you're loving, and there's plenty of people, like, right? Summer's a good yeah. time when suddenly, where'd all the people go? Right. Uh, and there's no problem going for going for we'll a retreat a vacation. and a vacation but sure. if you're always going to the mountains or going to the beach or riding your motorcycle or uh you know getting on your boat or going to the cabin or whatever if that's always the thing that fills your tank is it going to fill your tank when one your cabin burns down right. or two when your spouse dies or when you have real meaningful problems are you then then going to go well now i'm going to turn 
to the church. Maybe you should be anchoring in God's yeah. way the whole time. Absolutely. I think that's probably the lesson. Hebrews 10.25 says not to neglect gathering together because yeah. we can help each other out mm-hmm. and point each other towards Jesus. Bless one another with gifts. Because our true hope in this life, good times and bad, only comes from God. Amen. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.